And here are the categories for you. Civil servants. Stamps from around the world. Mothers and sons. Beer. Bar trivia. And finally, celibacy. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Look me over and I guess you thought I was all right. I think I have to say, all right in the sort of a limited way at the start of the show, of all the intros we've done, the original is still my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you start with, uh, when you have the whole world pull you know what I mean? I mean, it makes sense. You probably, I would say you probably put ten times as much effort into the first one as anyone since. Is that? At least. Right? Okay. That's why the payoff. Well, that's why uh, I could keep. That's why I could keep coming back time and time again. Uh, but I mean, just the combination of you know that that uh, Paul Simon song, man, it's just one of my favorites. I know what I know. I, I don't think it gets better than that. I just love that song. Pumps me up. Gets one me excited. One of my excited. favorite albums. Yeah. Oh one, God. One of my favorite albums. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely remarkable. All right, well, welcome, folks. Welcome, folks, to episode one ninety five of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Nick and Drew, back I want to down late on a Tuesday for you, folks. Here, we, yes, we we apologize. Sometimes there's like Cancel four days. Some days, sometimes there's here. like four days in between uh, podcasts. <laughs> no, and some days there's this eleven. One on the way home from work, right on your way to the show. That's correct. We we hope to podcast. It uh, it depends. If we get it done before I have to go to the bank, it'll be up before your shows tonight. If not, you're waiting until I get back from the bank. That's how things go, <laughs> folks. That's how things go. Okay, Nick, let's get right at it, okay? Let's get right yeah. at it. No time to waste. I have great no. trivia for you. I'm going to give it to you, and let's see where we go. Let's start with this one. What is the Swedish word for buffet? Smorgasbord. Yeah! All over it. You want to hear something awesome about this? Do you know what they call a smorgasbord in Japan? A buffet. They call it a Viking. Oh, because of the Swedish. Right, because thing, they yeah. couldn't pronounce smorgasbord in no, Japanese. Nor should they, nor should they go, even I, I try. Top, I want to start calling it a Viking. I, I can't so if you go to a buffet in Japan, it's called a Viking. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to switch over and start calling it a Viking over here, too. Right, but isn't that uh, like a fantastic... I do happen to know where the best smorgasbord on the planet is. There is no doubt about it, folks. And if anybody has shady a rival to this... Maple Buffet in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Maple Buffet in Lancaster, It's not even close, folks. It's not even close. Like, all I could tell you is that if the apocalypse, apocalypse comes, head there. That's where everyone will be fed. Well, if anybody is unfamiliar with Reading, Pennsylvania... And what's going on there? Like, because I, I had no idea. 
Uh, but there is, uh, what would you say, like a get off the street at midnight sort of thing going on in Reading, PA? Yeah, it's it, it's not good times in Reading. Let's just put it that no, way. So, so we go there for a concert. And usually after a concert, we'd be picking up some food or doing something afterwards, maybe hitting a bar to do some socializing. We, like, literally ran, did not walk back to our hotel and triple locked the door. Yeah, we were told not to do that. We were, not told to, <laughs> we were told not to go socializing anywhere no, in, in like, the area. Get the hell home. Yes, as, as fast as you possible. can. But we were told... About the Shady Maple Buffet. And on the way back so the next day. The morning. Yeah, we wake up in the morning. And my friend is like, Tyler, where are you at? I'm like, I'm in a hotel room in Reading, PA. And he's like, dude, you are 20 minutes from the best food you're about you'll to have ever eat. And, and I'll tell you, Nick, I was there right before the pandemic. I was there the summer before the pandemic. Yes. I think you remember. I went there myself. This buffet is so good. We were like making plans as we're there on like, how do we get back to this This, but this spot? How frequently <laughs> can I come here? And, and I, I will say this: the time I went back, it was like nothing I've ever seen. We went on a time where it wasn't crowded because we went super early, middle of the week, like on a Monday. I went on like a weekend, and there were like two and a half hour waits, and there were like ten thousand people there. I had never I, seen I, anything I like imagine. it. I remember that. I took video. Like. I took video and sent it to you from from that giant lobby where the lines were just stretched around. I was like, I can't wait in this. And then they're like, the, there's the like a there's like a satellite like one. Country club. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, they have weddings there. Yeah, it's and Bushwood just... Country Club, except it's all Amish people in the <laughs> middle of the area. It's incredible. So smorgasbord of hey, the Viking, it. the the uh, Shady Maple Viking. Go for it. Let's do it. All right, what do you got for me? All right, Drew, I'll give you a, a your choice here on this one. Mm. Would you rather a 50-50 or an alive or dead question? Alive or dead. All right, Siegfried and Roy. Are they both alive? Are they both dead? Or is one alive and one is dead? I don't know which one's alive, but one's dead. So you're saying one's alive and one's, one's dead? One's alive, one's dead. You're wrong, dude. They're both dead. Siegfried and Roy are gone? Dude, they died within 12 months of each other. Oh. You know how they say about like married couples? Yeah, it's just like no, no will to live. <laughs> Who is, how is Siegfried without Roy? <laughs> he didn't make it 12 months. They died within the same year of each other. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the guy made it to about 81, though, so, I mean. Oh, okay. Well, Yeah, with all the celebrity deaths going on, uh, somehow I guess Roy slipped through the cracks, but. I didn't even know. I I totally knew one was gone, but I didn't know the other, and you got me, and I'm good with those things. I I saw that the one died, and I'm like, geez, didn't the other one just die? Yep, And I looked it up, yeah, less than 12 months ago, we lost the first one, and much like a married couple. No will to live without the other. <sighs> Garfunkel better watch out. Make sure Paul's feeling good. That's all I got to say. Um, okay, Nick, this is a crazy piece of trivia. The, the, the trivia on the surface is very difficult, but the, the story behind it is just so mind-boggling, and it's kind of a transition into sports, so I figured I would just get to it. It's just a good enough story to, to say. But what American poet wrote William Wilson, a story where uh, doppelgangers share a name and similar traits? Hmm. And then I'm American- going to tell you something crazy about this. Uh, I'll say Walt Whitman. Great guess. It's uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Ah, uh, jeez, you would have thought I would have known that. I've I own his complete works. It's sitting on my shelf, and I often flip through it. I, I, I very much enjoy Edgar Allan Poe. I thought I would have known it if it was him. Darn it. 
Okay, so the name of this poem is William Wilson, okay? Uh-huh. Now, what if I told you that 110 years later, in Major League Baseball, the exact same scenario described in that play played out exactly with two players, both at the same position and similar traits, with the exact same name, William Wilson. Wow. Now, why don't you know that? Because one of those William Wilsons goes by his nickname, Nick. Guess who it is? Hack? Nah. Mookie. Oh, Mookie. Mookie is William Wilson. And there was another William Wilson center fielder that played in the exact same time. But you never knew that they had the same name because one was Mookie Wilson. I'm surprised there was a center fielder with that name during the era of Mookie that I don't remember. But no, me, me neither. But yeah, William, William William Wilson. Wilson's not doing anything for me as far as uh, center fielders. But. Let's see if I could get William Wilson MLB. Will Wilson stats. So he went by Will wow. Wilson. Will Wilson. There you go. And there was Willie Wilson. But they were all William Wilsons. How about it? Yeah, so this, so so the one that came at the same time was Willie Wilson from the Kansas City Royals, and he played at the same time as Mookie Wilson. Willie James Wilson, born in 1955, former professional baseball player, 19 seasons. <laughs> right? That's amazing. To go 19 seasons. And... You've never heard of him. <laughs> I mean, what, did he retire like in 84? So he retired. So Mookie Wilson... Mookie Wilson's Mookie Wilson's playing career was 1980 to 1989. Willie Wilson's playing career was 1976 to 1994. So they overlapped almost the entire time. 94, jeez. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And they're like, go look at Willie Wilson, left-handed center fielder, and Mookie Wilson, left-handed center fielder, both William Wilson. Crazy. Hell, hell of a story, right? Yeah. I thought you were just getting a, a simple Edgar Allan Poe thing, but that is... Yeah, you know, it was the WW that I was thinking, like, Walt Whitman. Maybe sure, sure, William Wilson. Yeah, yeah, you know, that was a brilliant guess. I didn't even realize that. You know, and then, of course, Walter White, who has the same initials. Yes, of course. <laughs> He'll <laughs> always right. be linked to uh, Walt Whitman. No question. Uh, wasn't that in the, one of his books, or didn't they find it? Like yeah, a book it was uh, WW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gave it away. That's how uh, his brother-in-law figured out it was him. Yep, yep. Hank on the toilet. Yes, Hank on the toilet. Yes, right. <laughs> One of the great television scenes of all time. It is. Hank <laughs> it is. on the toilet. Hank on the toilet, <laughs> putting it all together. <laughs> all right, what do you got for me? Who is the highest paid federal employee? Do you know who the Does the federal government have a college football team? <laughs> Well, what's interesting is because <laughs> you know in e- almost every state in the country, the highest paid employee in that well, state. Well, the highest the paid government. Do you, okay, so I could ask you the question: Is who is the highest paid government employee? Which is a a state government paying a football coach? Yeah, right. So it's uh, Saban. Yes, the, the highest paid government employee is Nick Saban. Uh, but no, the, the federal government does not pay football that's, that's I was joking. I knew that. I know there's, okay. uh, so. But you were all over it as far as the government employees. Yes. It's football coaches. 
What's the most expensive? <sighs> I mean, I don't think. I guess the president. There's a few people that make more. It's not much more, but it's. Yeah, you it's see, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't know who would be. Like, I'm sure there's something worthy of it, like a chief negotiator or something like that. I mean, my guess is, my guess is, you never heard of this guy until last March, and Doctor you know, Fauci. Doctor Fauci. He I makes think. more money than the president. Yeah, he makes four. I think four hundred seventy something thousand, and the president makes four hundred. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know but there's that. There's like ten guys. He doesn't. He certainly the, the room he zooms from does, doesn't look like <laughs> that's the case. Away. No, that's it's hardly Madonna's bathtub. No, that he's that's hardly Trump's golden uh, thing with his kid on the lion. <laughs> you ever see that picture? That's something else. Um, all right, that's that's an excellent one. So Fauci, rich. Um, all right, I, you ready to go to sports? Let's do it, Nick. This is a gem. Maybe one of the best questions I've ever heard in my life, okay? And that's saying a lot. You ready? I'm ready. 36 players have 11,000 career receiving yards. Who is the only player on that list to finish his career before 1980? Okay. Just for the sake of the question, again, will you read it one more time? I will. 36 players have 11,000 career receiving yards in the NFL, okay? There's only one player that's on that list who finished his career before the 1980 season. So who's the only player to had 11,000 years in the era of barely any passing is basically yeah, this the best is a, way to... This is, like you said, this is an absolute gem, and it absolutely coincides before, really, my knowledge of football would begin. Yeah. So at any of these names that I'm thinking of, I'm not even 100% sure that they retired before 1980. There's really only one name that I can assure myself retired before 1980, but, man, he played so long ago. Um, he won a Super Bowl, one Super Bowl in his career. So if that helps you. So right, it wasn't well, somebody so that, that, from, like, the not, not Super Swan. Bowl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good clue. Like, who from that era only won one Super Bowl? Like, the Chiefs only won one, but I wouldn't know the guy. I can't think of any receiver from that era. Um, Packers won two, so that eliminates them. I just lost your volume big time there for some reason. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Make sure you talk up. I was just saying the Packers won two, so that kind of eliminates anybody from that team. Yep. Same thing with the Steelers. I could eliminate the Dolphins. All winning multiples there. Um, geez, I feel like the... Mm. Man, this is a good one. You really... You really gave it to me here. Um, Cowboys won a couple. See, the reason this question came up was because the guy... Uh, still alive, and he celebrated a birthday. So I was like, ah, what did he do? That's a name I know. You know what I mean? What did he do? And I was like, oh. It's a name you know. It's a name you know. He's still alive. He won one Super Bowl. Jeez. 
And don't get me wrong, he's a very famous name for the organization. During their Super Bowl win, the number two name on the team, for sure. But okay. I don't think he's a household name, by any means. Okay. He's kind of like one of those old school guys that people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Not like, Well, I mean, he retired with the most receiving yards in, in the NFL, NFL history. Yeah, yep, yeah, 100%. So, sure did. You know, I just, I just, he's a Hall of Famer. Really, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I just don't really have a good, I don't have a good stab at this. Probably the most famous Super Bowl win of a single win. Most famous Super Bowl win of a single win. You have a team that's only won one Super Bowl. It was the most famous Super Bowl to win. The Jets. Yes. So who was the Jets star wide receiver that made it to the Hall of Fame? Yep. I don't think I know the guy. His name's Don Maynard. Okay. I didn't know him, so. Gotcha. Yeah, so Don Great Maynard. Great question. Yeah, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I know it's hard, but it's you know it's it's pretty awesome in terms. I mean, of- I think for the guys that have like twenty years on me, it's probably right in their wheelhouse. It's just that you know I don't follow much football before like the Niners, and that you know those those seventies Super Bowls. You know, I just don't know. I know the Steelers dominated. I know the Miami won two in a row. You know, I just don't know specific guys from back then. Yeah, I mean, I, I threw the clue in there with the the one Super Bowl because that, I think, will help. I'm kind of glad you asked me that question because I can just come right back at you with this one here. Okay, good. <laughs> no mercy. It's just an angry Right, right, right. Back. Well, that wasn't an angry one, but that was just so good that, like, <laughs> even if you don't know it, I got to talk about no, it. It's, it's, a great, it's, it's a great one. And, 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 you know, I'd be lost. I like, I'd be lost. I feel, like this fits, this, I feel like this almost is just the perfect counterpart to yours, okay? Put it this way. I had no idea that he had that. So when I looked it up, yeah, it was I, not like I was. My dad being a Jet fan and all, I'm surprised that that name. Never I, I really just assume you know it was like a blip in terms of their success, else. and he was like a name from that like you know three year period, but didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize he retired with the most receiving yards in NFL, NFL history. Oh, at the time, and that, that that's not bad. You know, that's, that's insane. All right, before Phil Sims, mm-hmm. who was the last quarterback to take? the New York Giants to the postseason. Before Phil Sims. Y.A. Tittle. Ah, you got it. All over that. Nicely done. Well, first of all, I am well aware of the New York Giants history and their putrid history prior to Bill Parcells. Okay. I I thought Y.A. Tittle played with Otto Grant. Right, he did. I I think they might have been on the same squad, dude. It's like Like, he's the... Y.A. Tittle? But there is like... A dark ages of New York Giants football, where until Parcells yeah, came, years. it was eighteen years. Right, there was like nothing. It was eighteen years. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And the Jets were the 19, were, were the big game 1964 in town. Nineteen sixty four, when Y A Tittle, or was it? Yeah, it was. Hold on, let me let me let me do that. Yeah, it was nineteen sixty three. They made the playoffs with Y A Tittle in nineteen sixty four. That was Tittle's last year, and they went two and ten. And from then on, they didn't make the playoffs until nineteen eighty one with Phil Simms. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just Great there's – there, Yeah, but there's like – I got a better one for you. Outside of Frank Gifford, who would have been my other guess, right? Uh, can you name another Giants – and he came before Tittle, I think. Can you name another Giants quarterback before Phil Simms? I didn't realize – I thought Frank Gifford was a running back. Right, I don't – right. He might not even have been a quarterback. Okay. I had no idea. But I do know why A. Tittle was a quarterback for <laughs> damn sure. So, I, you know – 
that's that's one of those things like you just know your own enemy. I, I know the Giants too well. Um, and it's not doesn't make me happy. I will say this though, they say football. I say I give the Giants credit. It's like an, an Athenian speaking nice about a Spartan. It's like, I'll say this, you know, the Battle of Three Hundred, that was pretty nice. Right? Same thing. It's like they, they saved football. They took down Brady in that undefeated year and yeah. God help us if he had done that. Because I just couldn't that would have been somehow it. Somehow we have Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Unbelievable. All right, this was the one, Nick, to, to give you the spoiler from last week. 11 days ago, I said, ah, I'll put this one to the following week's quiz because <laughs> it's too close to the subject we covered last week. Now, 11 days later, crowd's like, finally, I can get this. I'm sure there's somebody that's OCD in our audience that's, that's been waiting for this one. So here it is for you. Sharing a nickname with a pop star. What right-handed pitcher for the Cubs was the first Canadian in baseball's Hall of Fame? Sharing his last name no, with sharing, a pop star? No, sharing a name, sharing uh, sharing a nickname, sharing a nickname. A nickname. With a pop star. What right-handed pitcher for the Cubs is the first Canadian pitcher in the Baseball Hall of Fame? And I will give you the era because I do. It's in the, like the 60s and 70s was this guy's heyday. All right, so now did you say the era in the question? Uh, that... Yeah, yeah, 60s and 70s. So 60s right, and 70s. And the, and the pop star is current. Pops, and I'll give you another clue. The, the pop star is a female, and she's part I of I got a... it. Okay. I, I think I got it. It's just I, I never heard of this guy referred to at, by this name, but it's they actually they have the same name. It's just the same okay. nickname. But I want to say Fergie. You, you got it. Okay, I didn't know Ferguson Jenkins ever went by Fergie. Fergie Jenkins, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ferguson you saved Jenkins. Me with the era, because when you first asked that question, you didn't tell me the era, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got nothing. Yeah, the Cubs are hard line. too. Cubs are hard. It's you know, if you're if you're thinking like a Maddox or whatever else, but the pop star, yeah, Fergie right. and, and Ferguson well, that's what I'm, Jenkins. I'm like Maddox, Rick Sutcliffe, like what Canadian? I I didn't know Ferguson Jenkins was Canadian. Either. Neither did I. I. I found that fascinating. I don't know why Greg Maddox seems Canadian to me. He sure does. <laughs> because I could picture him wearing, uh, I could picture him ice fishing just as easily as I could picture him mowing a lawn uh, down south. You know, what I mean? he's just one of those guys you could place in anything. He, he looks like yep. he could be anything. If I told you he was a rancher, he'd be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." If you, I told you he was my accountant. You yeah, would say, right, a hundred percent, absolutely, Greg Maddox. If you yeah. told me he was the most dominant pitcher of an era, I wouldn't believe you. That'd be <laughs> hard to believe. It's the same anything. thing with Jerry McNamara on Q's. It's like, yeah, this is yeah. the most deadly offensive threat in the history of college basketball. This little guy right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, Nick, uh, you got anything left for me in sports? and Or do you want to move I'll on to I'll do a quick one here because okay. I know we're doing time. But can you tell me the only rookie to win the NBA most uh, NBA Finals Most Valuable Player Award? Who was the only rookie to be named uh, Finals MVP? Jeez, what a great question. Magic Johnson. You got it. Against Larry Bird. Today, folks. Right? 79 or 80? Or, or, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what, so what was his I first? He was a rookie in 80, right? Yeah. What was his first championship with the Lakers, right? 80, I guess right? 80, 81, I would yeah, guess. Okay. Yep. But yep. I don't Makes have sense. it in front of me. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that one was stuck in the back of my head, bro. Um, all right. Let's uh, give you geography history. Woo-doo. Uh, I don't know why I made that noise, but that's okay. Nick, what establishment name comes from the ancient Greek, meaning exercise naked? 
Naked. Uh, gymnasium? Yes. All right. You want to hear something hilarious? The gym is the naked. Right. I, I, that's <laughs> that's how come I was able to get that. I, but, I kinda, but isn't that I, funny? Everybody's like, oh, let's go to the gym. Let's go to the gym. That's the Greek word for naked. The gymnasium is exercise naked, but the, the exercise part is not the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always find that funny. Yeah, Magic was uh, the 1980 NBA. There you finals. go. 80, perfect. Fantastic. All right, geography history. What do you got for me? Yeah, what more decent one for you? All right, Drew. Within ten years, how old was Rosa Parks when she made history by refusing to give up her seat on the bus? Within ten years, how old was Rosa Parks? Well, she made history by refusing to give up her seat on the bus. All right. Well, let's think about think this. Rosa, Rosa Parks was alive a really, really long time. Might still be alive unless she, passed, alive. Unless she passed away. But I feel like she lived really long. Okay. I'm going to say 35. You got it. What? What is it actually? She was 42. Okay. Okay, yeah. I was hoping for in in that range, in that range. Yeah, I I, I see You thought she was, was much older, right? Cuz like I it, saw this, I thought she was 65, 70 years old. When I saw she was 42, I I was shaking because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 42. Right? Like I feel like I remember that picture and it was of a woman in her, in her 70s or something. I I didn't realize No, I don't I don't think so. I I I think she was just, you know, she had had enough. If I remember the story, it was like she had been working like days on end and whatever else and was just like, I'm not getting up. I'm done with it. See, this. I thought the story was that it was set up. I what, thought they set it? it up. I like mine better. Yeah. What's I, the what's I, the truth? I, think, <laughs> I, I would I think prefer to. they were to... looking for something to motivate. I think they were. Oh, so it was like. A, it was. Well, listen, it's history. So what's, you know, it, it definitely had a massive effect. We're still talking about it to this day. So, but that's that's interesting that she was in her forties. Um, I figured with a twenty year swing, that's the safe spot to be in usually with a question. Okay. Um, right. here, here's a true or false, Nick. True or false? There are no Taco Bells in Mexico. False. It's true, Nick. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Taco Bell has twice tried to enter the Mexican market, and both times it has been a absolute disaster, and they've closed down because Mexicans find the food completely inauthentic. I guess I'm I'm shocked and not shocked at the same time. The first thing that's Don't they have a rest stop? At least on that food. Well, how, like how bad is it's, that It's food? bad like, enough that a single Taco Bell cannot exist in the country where its cuisine is trying to imitate. And it's like, That's how bad. It, it's like, like I've had tacos in Mexico, and they were awesome, unbelievable, and they were way better than Taco Bell. So like, I'm not, and like, literally, the guy was chopping the meat like on a wood stump. Oh, uh, like, like it was, yeah, it's it ridiculous. This is not, this is not like you know a high flying cuisine or anything. No. And it was so much better than Taco Bell. So I'm like not surprised, but also just shocked. I, I mean, how, <laughs> how could there not be like one air? Like I said, they've tried it twice. No it sense. hasn't worked either time. I find it hysterical. <laughs> uh, I, almo- I almost, I almost, I almost did a rest stops. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I figured there would be some sort of, like, Baja California thing where you could at least get the tours from America that don't want to go into town, or at least at a resort or something. Yeah, like, at the like, airport. Like, yeah, right? the airport. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> where everybody else is just like, but nah, apparently that has not worked. Crazy. That's I, shocking. I like that one, though. I thought that was a good one. All right, uh, you ready to move on to entertainment? Yeah, sounds good. All right, uh, what do you got for me? You could fire away with the first one. I have a couple of gems, too, for this one. Whose 1962 self-titled debut album was recorded for the cost of $402 in six hours? Whose 1962 Is it a person or a band? It's it's a person. It's okay. self-titled debut right, album. Right, okay. Okay. 1962 self-titled debut album was recorded in six hours. Dylan? Bob Dylan. Debut album. Cost less to make than my putter. Because it's him and a harmonica and a guitar. <laughs> I, I can't figure hours. out like how that could have even cost $400. <laughs> it's a school, it's a, well, I mean, you have to do it in a studio. You got to buy a tape recorder. I just want to have a tape recorder. Dude, it's six hours. fine. Six hours. And that was just one song, Nick. I'm taking a six-hour nap. Right. Like, like, yeah, his, like, he, he, he recorded he one album. track, and he did one song, and it was six hours long. Makes perfect sense. That's how he sings. <laughs> um, all right. What do I have? Do I have anything good? Anything good? Anything good? Anything good? Uh, I feel like we've asked this question a bunch of – all right. Uh, might as well um, – okay. So, so I got a couple of good ones. This one's the best one, but then the second one I know you're going to get. It's just uh, you know, sort of mentioning somebody that, that passed that's, that's a legend, so I want to make sure props are given. Nick, okay. what television show predicted President Trump 15 years before he ran? Now, how did I not have heard, hear of this? Already? It is the cor- – this is, of all the things that I have ever seen, the most bizarre thing in the world to me. Because when I tell you what happened even after that uh, and show you this picture, you're going to be like, I cannot believe. And I, I couldn't send it to you during the week because of this. Right. You wanted to get me uh, on the air. All right. So I just how I have not seen this after four years of the guy being the president is astonishing to me. Uh, you're saying how many years before? Fifteen. 15? All right, so let me break out the and I'll, advocacy And here. I'll freak you out even more. You ready? Okay. In the episode, it's set in the future, and he's president. So even though it was 15 years ago, the episode was now. All right, so 2001. Yep. Trump. Where was Trump? It's before The Apprentice. It's before The Apprentice, right? Yeah, I think it was like smack in WrestleMania. Trying to think of a show from back. It's, that's really a dead time for me with television. I don't think I watched any shows back then. You want a clue? Uh, let sh- me get a guess, and then because okay. I have one big show that's in New York, so I'm going to take a guess and say Friends. No, but that's a great guess. It's a great guess. The show is still on the air. Simpsons. <laughs> Look at your phone, Nick. That was my number two. I, I, I was between the. I was between Friends and Simpsons. Now you're really going to get freaked out. So in the episode, Lisa becomes president of the United States. You remember? Bar- yeah, I think I remember this episode. Right. When she takes over, 
she says to uh, uh, the uh, to Milton or uh, Milhouse's father, who's the uh, secretary of the treasury. She goes, President Trump has left us in a terrible debt. Uh, secretary Van Houten, what does our prognosis look like? So it's like a one-off. That's crazy. Now, take a look at your phone. Look at the outfit that Kamala Harris wore to get sworn in, and look what Lisa Simpson was wearing in that episode. Identical. Is that ridiculous? Identical. It's the same outfit. The purple suit with pearls and pearl earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, eerily similar. Yeah, inherited quite like, a budget crunch from President Trump. That was the direct quote. I I gotta think Kamala Harris. Or Kam- sorry, how do you say her name? Kamal. Kamala. 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 Okay. Is, isn't it like Pamela with a K? Or no? Is it Kamala? Ka- but how do you say Pamela with a K? Kamala. 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 Right. You say I think Kamala. I was calling her I say Kamala. Kamala. And that's not right. Yeah. I like Kamala. it either way. It's a pretty name. Yeah. Um she must have seen this and recreate. There's no way. I, I mean, wouldn't you think, but but still, even if that's the case, wouldn't you not do that? Why would she you do that? An ACFC button on her lapel? I mean, seriously, we should really put one on and Photoshop it and put Bernie next to her. <laughs> yeah, for God's sakes. Have you at least seen the Bernie memes of Bernie at the inauguration everywhere? Uh, yeah, I saw the gloves. Yeah, him, yeah. Uh, so that's now the, the that's now rolling around the entire internet like Bernie in every scene in the world in that pose. I, I could send Did you a send collection me the of one them. Or, or somebody sent me Bernie sitting on a subway yep. with headphones on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a hundred of them. I sent you one from that that's that was set in the Washington D.C. subway because it was even funnier because it was okay. the old eighties subway. Um, uh, it, it's it's a great meme. I have a collection of them built up. I'll send you to them. They'll crack you up. And now there's like, where's Bernie? Remember, where's Waldo? Where's Bernie? And that chair is everywhere. Um, I like the one that somebody's like, yeah, the inauguration is just a stop on the way to the post office or something like that. <laughs> it was. He's like, he has better things to do today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the, this is something that he's got on his schedule, but you know, he's getting a trim later. Because we're like a ski coat, a paper mask. Just incredible stuff. All right, what do you he found in the trunk? What do you got for me? And then I'll uh, fire away with the last one of the day. Okay, what movie that won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Screenplay marked the big screen debut of Christopher Lloyd? Wow. The Big Five, they call it. Picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay. This movie swept the big five and marked the big screen he debut. In Deer Hunter? Of Christopher Lloyd. Was he in Deer Hunter? No. Mm. No, he was not. I love Christopher Lloyd, but I can't I mean, for the life I of me say think of. He was not in Deer- I don't know for sure that he was not in Deer Hunter. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. But Deer Hunter did not win all five of those awards. Okay, so this is probably that even before that, wouldn't it be? Because if he marks the beginning, that guy was like a million years old in the 80s. Right? <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know that he was a million but years But didn't he old, play right? an old guy in the 80s? Well, yeah, he was Doc Brown. That's what I'm saying. Future, right, 1985. So yeah. so if he marked the debut, unless he was a real latecomer, this had to be like 60s or 70s. So I think the story of his thing is that he was a 
he was mostly a stage actor. Oh, um, oh so was he in like people, some some uh, some like uh, he was he was Jim though on Taxi? Yeah, of course, kinda, like where people think of him first. Of course, right? that's where and I think of him first. Eighty-five before Doc Brown. He was also in an amazing movie called The Dream Team. I don't know if you ever saw that. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah one sure. of his best movies. Um, uh, was he was he in like Shakespeare stuff or something that was adapted like that or like Cleopatra or like something? No, nah, man, this is uh this is one of those all-time movies. It's just it's a it, only three movies have won all five of these awards. Right. So, like that's that's what I'm having. Like could, could he have been old enough for in a wonderful every... it's a wonderful life. Could he have been that old? <laughs> no, he's not that old. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 you, you have the era that, exactly that, the right. American right before... uh, graffiti or what uh, the or the maybe I can picture him riding that motorcycle. What's the one with like uh Dustin Hoffman and uh Voight. Easy Rider, Easy but Rider. that didn't win shit, I don't think. Nah. Uh, it's it's post-Easy Rider, and it's before Deer Hunter. You want the year? So that's like 76 or something, 75. Was he, was 75. He, was he like, 75. It was like Kramer versus Kramer? or uh, Godfather? Nope. He, uh, fudge, man. I don't know. I have no idea what was 75. Out One again. flew over the cuckoo. Oh, of course. <laughs> he looks totally insane. Per- Perfect for that. Right, and that's what's so funny about it. In uh, the movie that I just referenced with Michael Keaton, they're all insane patients. Yep. That's the name the, the movie, The Dream Team. They're all insane all, asylums. I thought you were going to lock in on it. Oh, I should have come there. Jim from Taxi's crazy as hell. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. I, I didn't even know that. And, and um, you know what's interesting about that movie? The, the book, Nick, is actually written from the perspective of Chief. No, so Ken Kesey wrote from Chief's perspective, right? Yeah, right. I think I yep. know that. Yep. Yep. Which is so it's like you know that's obviously not how the movie's made, but that's a really interesting, uh, interesting twist to that. Uh, I have to listen to. I have to. I have to go back and read One Flew Over's Cuckoo's Nest. I never read it. I just saw the movie. But, yeah, um, I've never read it either. Man, how did I forget that he was even? In, you know what? I just wasn't even thinking of that as that type of picture. I should have, but I didn't. You know what I mean? It's 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 good, but I I don't rem- I didn't remember that it was so that it was heralded. so critically acclaimed. Yeah, that it won no, every no. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like the you know the the all timers. Um, that's and it probably is. It probably is. It, it certainly launched Jack Nicholson's career. Um, all right, Nick. Uh, what Brit took over for Larry King on CNN in 2011? R.I.P. to Larry King, 87 this, years old. This man. one I know. Um. You know, uh, Larry King is actually his name. That was his name at birth, Larry King. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. No, most people change it. That's funny. I, I read <laughs> that people, he's being most frozen. Most people think he changed it. Uh, I, re- I read that he's being frozen. So. No, I actually heard that he got his name from King Mattresses. That's what they were. <laughs> they were like, you got to change your name. And he was like, it was, there was a, 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 a Martin Luther King. King's name is King at first was not Martin Luther like, King. How about, how about King? Right. Martin Luther King's name was not Martin Luther King. Oh, birth. what is that guy's name? He was on America's Got Talent. Yeah, he sure was. He sure he was. He's like the most annoying. <laughs> yeah, he Pierce? sure is. Is it Pierce? Yes. Yes. Pierce. Not Pierce Brosnan. That's just what I'm saying. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce. Pierce. Oh, my gosh. Starts with an M. Morgan. Pierce Morgan. I would have got there. Yeah. I was on. I was on B. You already got the first name. That's not fair because if you play Quizzo, you're playing with the team. They all. Morgan. I would have got there. Yeah. Just, 
like to have it on the spot thing. I couldn't think of his name. All right. Piers Morgan. So RIP Larry King, legend in broadcasting, one of the best interviewers of all time. Sorry to lose you at 87 years old. Uh, But what a life. What a life that guy had. Eight wives. (laughs) Seven wives and one twice. Eight marriages. The one twice is always my favorite. You know what I, I mean? Because like, you always help. know how those conversations end up. It's like, I knew this was going to be a mistake the second time around. It's like, yeah, of course he did. Hell of a Dodger fan. Hell of a Dodger fan. All right, what do we got, Nick, for the final question of episode 195? That was it. I gave you two already. Oh, you gave me two? So that was my second one? So we're yeah. done? We're done. Folks, we're done. Peace out. Off to the bank before it closes. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. She's still preoccupied